Welcome everyone to uh, episode. Okay, Sorry. that wasn't me this time. Yes, yeah, for once. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I was gonna say. It wasn't me. I was gonna say, and I'm gonna let it fly <laughs> to simulator. That's a pretty good button, actually. I'll give you that. Thank you. Welcome everyone to episode 17 of 99100, the show counting up the top 100 domestic grossing box office movies of the year 1999. I am your Tums host, Sparky Shelton. And I'm your Tylenol host, Tino Mickens. And I'm Ryan. One's for your belly, one's for your head, and one is for your heart. Uh, Uh, Ain't that the the truest thing? mm -hmm. When I go to the doctor, he says, hey... How about Ryan? How's Ryan doing these days? <laughs> he doesn't help me out. He just asks me about Ryan. So when I, I go like to the I doctor, take that as a, as a diagnosis and a prescription. <laughs> Is That's Ryan cool, man? That's why they yeah. call me rye bread, because everybody loves carbs. <laughs> exactly. Ryan, did you have an intro? You said oh, before yeah, that I you had an to intro. Know who died and made you king, Mister? Oh. Let's just start a call it whatever time suits you best and then call ryan when he's in the grocery store buying groceries to survive okay so this is much less like an intro to the podcast and more like bickering about the podcast no i like it i think it's fun i think we should follow this path okay okay um well i just uh i just didn't feel like texting i thought like what better way to find out if they're ready to call than just call but then you guys got all mad at me when I well, said, can't talk right now, I'm in the grocery store. Okay, well, let's break that down. Tino, I Absolutely. think I think you've got some pretty strong strong uh, holes to poke in, in Mr. Ryan's uh, uh, little theory there. I definitely do. Here's my thing, Ryan. Whoever said it was illegal to talk about a movie in a grocery store? Huh? That's what well, I'm saying. Tell me that. But how am I supposed to focus on the groceries if I'm focusing on a movie? <laughs> what do you mean I, focus on the groceries? They're not talking to you, are they? I also but I gotta not, find them. They're not blabbering. I also I wasn't find them. I wasn't particularly upset with any of that. Like I'm, I you know, I took the risk of just throwing out the call. You know, I took that risk. I I knew that there were there could be consequences. Um, what I was more upset with is uh, I wasn't even upset with you leaving the call. What I was sort of upset with you was that you hung up without saying anything and then texted, I'm not doing this right now. <laughs> Very forceful. Very forceful rhetoric. Nor did you say when you might be free to do it later. I'd like to address both of those comments. <laughs> okay, I'd like Ladies you to. Gentlemen. Please do. Uh... Let me scroll up here. Whoa. Doing this later, one minute later, I said, I'm in a grocery store trying to shop. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I said. Okay. And I had no idea when I was going to be coming back because we had yet to make our second stop at Trader Joe's. And mm. what was it you got at Trader Joe's? I got some pre-made salads. Some Chinese chicken salad, you know? Some mango chutney, you know? Some Sounds like a bunch of different kinds of salad, a.k.a. something you could have made at home with ingredients mm. from the first store. Mm. 
Chutney is that. chutney is basically like a fruit salad soup. Um, I don't, I don't think you, I don't think you know what chutney. Yeah, is. I don't think you've had chutney before. <laughs> huh? I don't think you've had chut. I don't, th- I don't think you've had chutney before. I, and I think it's like a fruit salad soup. Those okay. aren't mutually exclusive. <laughs> okay, um, what is a soup to you? What is a Okay. A liquid of a food is what a soup is to me. Ketchup. Dun, 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 dun. Mm, and ketchup, that's though. what a soup is to me. A liquid of a food's what a soup is to me. <laughs> is a smoothie just a cold soup? I really, I really am not interested in this sort of semantics. I'm got I gotta Sorry. be honest. I gotta Can draw I a line in? at Can some I chime point. In? Yeah, go ahead. Yes. Yes, it is, Ryan. And I'm glad. Okay, you at least asked. you're consistent. Okay. At least you're consistent. Of course. Sparky, Mister, I'm tired, yawning over there. Is uninterested in our soup conversation, and he'll probably edit all of this out. He better not. I'm not actually gonna edit anything, at all. We're just gonna throw the stuff in there. Let the uh, Sounds- viewers. I would like to do one of these episodes, maybe, maybe uh, when we're really tired, uh, have a do-it-yourself podcast episode. Where we just put up on the on the podcast feed like a little thing explaining it, and then just like a link to our separate audio files, and it's like whoever can make the best podcast wins, you know, three hundred thousand dollars or something like that. Okay, I like that. Can I? <laughs> and us I, here at ninety nine one hundred mm-hmm. are a family, and we want you to be inclusive included. Yeah. So please, if you think feel there's free something to send that... us emails about <laughs> soup versus smoothie if, yes please if there is something that we can be doing better uh email us um and we'll read it yeah if we get any good emails we'll definitely read it out on the pod i i, I see no way how that we wouldn't a hundred percent um speaking of emails our movie this week is the 1999 uh romantic comedy classic um the bachelor Woo-hoo. uh Starring that, you know, that one guy from NCIS LA. No, not the one with the long hair, the short hair one. No, not LL Cool J. No, okay. the other one, the white guy. No, Was not the old woman. Was he also in Grey's Anatomy? Probably. Not the old woman. Yeah, that guy. Uh, no, not the not the younger woman who's constantly, who was on like Craig Ferguson every week in like okay. 2009. The other guy. Yeah, that's the guy. Chris O'Donnell. I can't believe how many characters you know from that show. <laughs> NCIS was LA was one of the shows that I would watch with my parents. Um, there's like a lot of shows that I exclusively watched uh, because that's what was on at dinner. NCIS LA is there. Um, Castle is there. Um, oh, Castle's Castle is a classic though. Castle Love is Castle. a Castle's a very good show. It's a show that I probably wouldn't go out of my way to watch though. But lo and behold, we you would guys watch leave Castle. the TV on at dinner. Yeah, we did. So uh, there was like a when we were younger, my parents put up a good fight. Um, I would say, uh, to where we would eat dinner at the table in our in our kitchen at the kitchen table, and my dad would put on um, uh, music choice classical, and we would always uh, test to see if he could get he could guess who the composer was just by listening to it. Um, he was very good at it, um, and then slowly but surely, we ended up uh, on the couch watching crime dramas, 
and crime comedies. Mm. That's that's one one way to go about that. But that's hey, a classic. That's a classic dinner way. Mm. I love that dinner way. It's a great dinner way. So this movie, this movie, <laughs> let's talk about it. Um, we open on terrible green screen. Well, no. Let me go back. I do want to. I do want to sort of walk through. Uh, uh, walk through this opening montage because it's sort of an opening montage of like bad green screen and this main character guy, Chris O'Donnell, who's uh, Jimmy in the movie. He's Jimmy. Um, yeah, that's right. Jimmy. He's talking about being single and being a wild stallion and uh, uh, being a Mustang and independent. Um, it basically can be summed up with <laughs> marriage. Am I right? Uh, don't so want true. that. Don't want that. My wife sucks. Um, and uh, uh, all the while, um, he's he's talking about how great life is when he's single. Uh, as the opening credits roll, the opening credits, I will say, caught me off guard because immediately, as soon as the movie starts, you sort of like get the gist, like, oh, he's got commitment commitment issues that he'll have to solve to get the love of his life by the end of the movie. Um, but the names that were rolling by were like Hal Holbrook and uh, 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 Ed Asner and um, uh, uh, Artie Lang. Uh, Sarah Silverman. Sarah Silverman, um, Brooke Shields, wildly stacked cast that you really, you really didn't think would be in a movie like this. So you were sore. It sort of gave me false hope, sort of a false dawn that this would be a good movie. Um, and it was also sort of like a fun. It was sort of a fun um, guessing game, much, much in the same way. Callback to Music of the Heart. You guys remember that one? Of course. Guys remember oh, seeing loved loved that film. Guys remember seeing Kieran Culkin in the opening credit scroll and just like guessing which one was gonna be Kieran Culkin and just like edge your seat when we're getting some Culkin. Absolutely. I had this I had this I had the same experience with most of the people in this cast. Like Jennifer as as to as what's her name? Esposito. Are you thinking of Gloria Estefan and the other yes. callback to that episode where I fucking flamed your guys' asses about the pronunciation of Gloria Estefan? You still sound dumb when you say it. <laughs> Sparky, let me just ride through, okay? You okay, know? ride through. Don't don't fence me in. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Certainly. I wouldn't dream of it, Ryan. I don't think any man could fence you in. Yeah, so Mustangs, right? So there's these horses. They're galloping through the desert. Slam cut. Jimmy's in the diner. Mm. He's with. He's on a date with a lady. It's not going too well. He kind of wants her to get out of there. Yeah. And he starts using these lines that are being said by a woman at the table behind him because they sound good to him. Mm. Mm. They sound like they make sense, and they do. And she notices that he's using her lines and his date leaves. And then she says, hey, that was kind of like we were on a date. Kind of the weirdest first date ever. And you seem like a crazy guy and maybe like a bit of a psycho, but I kind of like that. <laughs> and a bit of a you. dick. Like, yeah, <laughs> like a very, a very insensitive sort of guy. I'm into that. And then absolutely. 
And then we get another smash cut to them at a lake holding a, a cupcake with a candle in it, celebrating their one-year anniversary. Because also, time, yeah, this whole time flew by. This this whole time, this it, is Renee Zellweger, so just don't oh, forget right, 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 sort right, of right, yeah. what she sounds like. <laughs> Listen, love Renee Zellweger, but she's got a funny voice, and it really makes things different, I've always found. And I think she also looks like a combination of... Um, of uh, 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 oh... Kate Blanchett and someone else. Yeah, but also, what's her face? Uh, who is Nicole it? Kidman. That say, was Jen- the Jennifer uh, Lawrence. Um, it's like a less, a less, sort of like a more, like I don't know, neutral version of. Um, oh, who was it that uh, that sang that song in the last Carson? Um, who am I thinking of? Why are you like sixty right now? I, he's always why sixty. Be, why can't you be? He's our always age? sixty. Um, last Johnny Carson. Uh, it had um, Cher or the other woman who is French. Celine Dion. Celine Dion. Um, no, what was it was song? Bette Midler. Bette Midler. But definitely uh, a combination between Bette Midler and Barbara Streisand, but like more neutral. That's what I was getting at. That was a worthy use of podcast time, right? Yeah, I thought so. You guys feel so, satisfied knowing that's who I was talking about? It's just about? something to keep in mind for the future, you know? So Bette Midler and <laughs> the guy from NCIS LA, is that yeah. what you said it's called? What was they the are dating. They're going steady for a while, and it's going fine. And then one of their friends gets married. And then it sort of causes like a bit of a domino effect wouldn't you say a little bit of a rube goldberg machine of marriages mm, mm. just tr- just rolling marbles down the path spilling water on the freaking broomstick or whatever the hell i don't know what those rube goldberg machines do anymore it's a new year i haven't seen one of those videos since i was like eight my point is it's back to marriage am i right mm, yeah. we see these guys and they get they, they're like they're like little horses running in front of a bad running running in front of a bad green screen of the desert yeah and they're getting things they're getting uh they're getting lassoed up because the movie posits that like there is a time in your 30s late 20s where like um there's this unbroken chain of uh of weddings that is just like whoever catches the bouquet at one wedding uh becomes the next couple um like that tradition has a lot of power like has a lot of uh uh is like a a a serious thing um and eventually eventually there is only one single woman left in uh in the in the uh in the pool it's like a bunch of young women and then renee zellweger and he goes oh no oh it's my time I'm getting lassoed. Uh-oh, there it goes. And she, she obviously catches it. And her name, by the way, is Anne. I just remember that. Anne, right, yeah. Um, Important. So Jimmy goes to his dad. Uh, his uh, grandpa. His grandfather, we, I'm so sorry. We never see his dad. It's yeah, a common weird. trope in these films. Um, yeah. It's not the only one. He's not the only one, what do you mean? No, he's he's on the he's on the patio. No, okay, yeah, that's not what that I was talking about. That's not what I was talking about. It's all good though. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. You no, you continue because my thing was for later anyway. Okay. 
So he he goes to see his grandfather. Thank you. Um, and uh, and his grandfather. Ooh, he's digging into him. He's like, oh man, love is nothing. It's just uh, it's just the endocrine system. He really put a lot of mustard on it, um, on the endocrine system. Uh, and he was a mustardy guy. And he's basically saying love doesn't exist. It's just about reproducing. And he bemoans the fact that he only has one grandchild because his father, who died in a building collapse, um, uh, that's what the line was. Um, only gave him one son, and he's very intent that the genes continue to be passed on, and uh, and uh, he picks up his little megaphone that he's using to yell at neighborhood kids, I guess, and just gets in his face and yells, "Procreate!" <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, very. And he good. does, and he does yell at the neighbors. This this neighbor dad who's getting absolutely dogpiled by his little baby kids <laughs> and getting balls thrown at his head. Oh, that's right. That's right. Not fair. Yeah. And then he's like, I only hope that woman friend has fat fingers because he shows Jimmy his grandmother's wedding ring. Mm, mm. He goes, Jimmy, Jimmy, have a look at this. Oh, yeah. There we go. That ring is your grandma's. Beautiful. Mm, mm. So it's so it's about time. So he goes back to his uh, billiard shop where he works. He's the, the head of this company that makes billiards tables. And uh, he gets the brain trust together. The brain trust, of course, being um, uh, Marco, who's played by Artie Lang. Uh, I'm just going to use the actors' names. It doesn't matter what the characters' are names. It's Artie Lang, Hal Holbrook, and Ed Asner. Uh, and they're all sort of bantering around about how you got to do it. And um, I think it's uh, it's Ed Asner's character, uh, who's the lawyer, who's like... Um, you just uh, wait for the the Dom Perignon. You go to the Starlight Room. You, you or no? He he booked he booked a reservation at the Starlight Room, uh, not wanting to propose. And then they're like, "There's only one reason people go to the Starlight Room, and that's to propose." Right. So everybody has, there is gonna be proposing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, and he's just like, "Wait for the Dom Perignon, and then do what comes naturally." And hey, what comes naturally, Tino? Probably, oh, for me? Yeah, for, for me, you. Sparky? Yeah. Probably, uh, probably, you know, I would get down on one knee and I would say, oh, this has been the best year of my life. I love you and I would love yeah, you to marry Yeah, but you guys are beating me. around the bush, would you, would you, you know, shit or get off the pot. What? Wow, wait a beating. Okay. <laughs> could, have built, could, have, could have built up some momentum there, Ryan. Didn't have to knock it all down like a Jenga game. I mean, you know, like, just shit or get off the pot. <laughs> damn, man. Fine, yeah, you win, okay? You win. Yeah, you, yeah. fine. Do you want to get married? Fine. Let's do it. And that's what he yeah, says. He you know, like, it's he our says. third anniversary. It's our third anniversary, and I, I'm saying shit or get off the pot. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You win. You win. And, Ryan, if you said that to me, I would probably throw a drink in your face. I would poke two fingers in your eyes like a classic old like a like a three stooges comedy and you'd be like why you know what i mean that's mm. how bad that's how mad i'd be if you said if you said that to me and he says that to her mm. yeah he's yeah, uh, but what what is it what is it with the starlight room it's fancy it's rich it's expensive yeah it's if like he um, takes her to, yeah it's like a it's like a nice restaurant 
It's very romantic. You go up. It's up top. You can see the city. Uh, there's music. It's fancy. It's the romance. Right. The romance. You know, the romantic <laughs> setting. It's like going to Roots Chris. If you guys, if you guys, if you guys wanted to, like, do you know what the equivalent of the Starlight Room, wherever you guys are living right now, like, do you know if there is that sort of cliched romantic spot? Do you guys know? Well, I'm in New York, yeah. So I probably don't have enough money to go wherever that is. Well, I'm saying money's no object. Probably Griffith Observatory. I think that's probably true. I was going to say that. Yeah. yeah. Pretty good. Pretty cool. I don't think it exists in Huntsville. Don't you don't have a high one. place in, in Huntsville? It's just land, you know, flat land. Um, there's no bodies of water. Yeah, I don't think there is a, like an observation point. Um, oh, there's a, there's a mountain. There's a mountain. It's called... Um, uh, Montesano. And they have like a tram or something that goes up the mountain? Uh, no tram. You just drive up. Um, wow. Oh. But there's, how much does skywriting cost? How much does skywriting cost? Hmm. That's a good question. Or like a helicopter, you know? Just like... Sorry, skywriting with a helicopter? <laughs> no, I'm saying you get difficult. in the helicopter and then you hire, hire skywriters. <laughs> that seems so you like can overkill. Read in the sky? Yeah, it would be yeah, very. Exactly. It seems like it would be very difficult to read skywriting from the sky. Not if they do it sideways. So it's like yeah, they'd have to reading. do it. It would just be like people on the ground would be like, "Why is there a very thin cloud right there?" <laughs> oh, oh, wait! They walk ten feet down the street. Wait a second. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, it's starting to look like something a little bit. And by the time they can actually see it, it's dissipated. Do you guys know how yeah. they do skywriting nowadays? They get like they just have like like, eighteen eighteen planes fly in a line, and they just kind of yeah. They do it like an analog clock. That's right. They just have a bunch of planes flying right on top of each other, and just like do dots, like a dot matrix printer. This country's gone to shit. That's (laughs) yeah. I miss the old days (laughs) when we had goes good skywriters. I miss the old days of the skywriters that had to do incredibly dangerous and sometimes lethal maneuvers. I want to see a Pepsi logo drawn in the sky by one guy in a biplane. It's probably drones now, though, huh? It's probably drones. That's so true. Definitely not. But what about um, what about the drones at the Super Bowl? Remember that? Those are like little. It's like a swarm with, with a bunch of little LEDs on them. A skywriter has to be huge. It has to be full size planes. You know? Okay. Oh yeah, sure. Ryan. Well, yeah. what about the drones in my pooper bowl, which is what I call my toilet? <laughs> and there are little cameras in there that are always writing messages in my shit. Don't call it that. I don't like Tell, any of that. Well, I don't like t- any of my, that. Tell me what that is. I'm lost. <laughs> I think you're very sick. Yeah, I don't call it that. Incredibly sick. Don't call it the pooper bowl. Speaking of incredibly, you know who is incredibly sick? Jimmy. He was heart sick because she said no. Yeah, and then he was, and then he was heart sick because his grandpa died. Yeah, there was a scene where I have a uh, comment to make. He was trying to get, uh, he's trying to get Anne back, sending her flowers, um, uh, and um, he uh, uh, he found out that everybody heard about his bad proposal. 
and he was upset and he said everybody in town i forgot about that that every, was crazy everybody in town instant urban legend urban legend and um and he was like oh i hope my grandfather doesn't find out about this and then it cuts directly to a coffin being lowered into the ground <laughs> um pretty good pretty good um and uh and he died and they are uh observing his video will um and he says all uh uh his grandfather who is played i i do want to uh mention um is played by uh peter ustinov who is like a very much like a golden age actor um he was old he was great i thought his performance was one of the, my favorite parts of this cuz he was so mean so angry and so pissed I'd off like to all make the a time. comment though real quick yeah okay Jimmy is sick in many ways, and I will say that for most of the podcast thus far, I have been reading the script and trying to only say stuff, like anything that I've said with lines from the script, but uh, that failed. Um, anyways. Um, that was working the, for you. The charade is up, as they say. Wow. The jig. And also, this man's sick because he's like, I want to sleep with every single woman out there. Yeah, he does It seem... says that in the script. Yeah. He does say that. I gross. guess. He's it, sick in a lot of sex ways. Sex addiction. He is sex pretty gross. Man is he's a problem. gross guy. But I think he's mostly sick because his grandpa did die. Because that's that affects someone. Losing a loved one. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty bad. Yeah. Um, And it's even worse when the will is so sort of... Mm. forceful mm. when the will is so mean let's talk about the will because in yeah. the video will which is expertly delivered uh he says um uh my Would son's like gonna get to my son is gonna get all of my all of my estate no actually ryan could you please read it off the script oh yes please i hereby oh. bequeath my entire estate to my grandson james shannon the third that's quite a few thousand shares and quite a large stake in USDA cows. Steak. Yeah, well, that's no pun intended. Thanks to the exemplary eating habits of my fellow Americans, my entire net worth today is just over a hundred million dollars. That is a pretty big, hefty piece of boof big. Well, oh, they spelled boof Borgen Yon wrong. Yeah, That's but he, okay. he put some mustard <laughs> on the like, delivery in the fellas, movie. He's like, breathe. beef Borgen Yon. Um, he really saw the... I think... I think um, it no, might... keep going. I want to hear you get mad about it. Oh, yeah, end. keep going. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, you moron. Now's the time you can come in on me. Come on. The conditions yeah. are that he gets married. That, to guarantee that the union isn't some shabby scam... He and his wife remain married for at least 10 years, spending no more than one night apart each month. And within five years, they produce genetically verifiable offspring. With one final thought, if you don't get married on your 30th birthday, that was the, oh wait, before 6.05 p.m., that was the time you came into this world, you're gonna get cut off. Without a goddamn cent, and they, they fucked up this script, man. I don't know how it's so bad. <laughs> keep keep going. Can you read it how they wrote it? 
Oh, no, they cut him off, but they also just, like, didn't say who was talking at all, and it's just one long stanza. So you kind of have to, like, figure out who's talking. Okay, but but I think we got the gist. I'll say it. I think we got it, you know? You know, it's funny because that's exactly the next line. Without no a goddamn cent and F dot dot dot. Well, they pause I think we it, get remember? The gist, and then they turn off the TV. They pause it and then turn off the TV. Um, so now there's $100 million on the line. Uh, and, um, uh, yeah, he's got to find a, he's got to find a bride. So his first instinct, obviously, is to go to Anne and try to do it again. Um, he, he runs there. He runs to the apartment. He knocks on the door. He gets down on one knee, uh, with the, with the ring open. And, um, uh, and her sister opens the door and is like, yes, yes, of course. Is this real? Um, and then informs him that she is going to Athens. She's going to the helipad. Um, oh, it's, no. It's unclear what she does for work. She's not really a full person in the movie, so I don't right. know why she's going to Athens, and I don't know why she has access to a helicopter to take her to the airport. Um, right. Well, it doesn't matter what she's going to be doing in Athens. All that matters is that she isn't going to be where Jimmy's going right, to be. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah. So they rush. They rush. Uh, at this point, um, the crew has collected. Uh, uh, he's he's got a tux- Jimmy's got a tuxedo. They found a priest. Um, a limousine. A limousine piloted by Artie Lang, um, and uh, and they're they're going and they're they rush to the helipad and they get up there. And um, and then he tries it again. And uh, and what does she say? Oof. She says, "Can I, can I do a quick Renee Zellweger impression, or at least try?" Oh, I would sure. love to hear it. She goes, "Well, I don't know the line. Ryan is gonna have to correct me on the line." But she goes, "Hold on, I'm scrolling." Okay. Yeah, thank you. She goes, she goes, "Um, I'm going to Athens, so I can't." Something like that. Was that good? Yeah, that's pretty good, yeah. That okay, thank right. you. I appreciate that. I know you're lying, but it feels good, even mm. though I know it's a lie. <laughs> you know what, Tino? I'm tired of your shit. Excuse me? Whoa, hold on. Expand I don't know where I was that. going with that. Ooh, I don't yeah. know where I was going no. with that. That was just a no. little bit of pep to uh, to liven up the podcast, huh? I oh, absolutely, man. I'm falling asleep over here. <laughs> so... I mean, yeah. Do you have anything that you think would lighten up the podcast? Would or were you just going to insult our good friend Tino? Yeah. Hey, we're pals. Everyone here at ninety nine one hundred is a family. <laughs> That's you keep right. saying that, but I Chose don't know if that to uphold in our mission statement that everyone, including the audience, will be treated as equals, and when we go public, every single viewer will get at least one percent. You know. No. You know how that when that happens, when podcasts are traded on the open exchanges. God, yeah. What's what's well, Mark Maron selling company, at these yeah. days? Fifty, seventy-five. Come on, guys. Let's get back to this movie, okay? I it's so bad, dude. I was. What you were? What? Spit it so out. So disappointed in this movie. Well, we've got we've got a ways to go because he goes to visit a lot of his exes, okay? First, because he needs to find someone to marry, to get this money, mm. to get this cashola. And mm. so first, he visits, um, this lady at the trading floor. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a an exchange. Uh, she's 
She's, uh, did you mention that he's one of their exes? Going through the exes? Yeah, going through the exes. Um, and uh, she's, a, she's a commodity trader. She trades oil. They're all sitting around waiting for an OPEC statement. And uh, so they're talking and they're saying, oh, how you been, how you been? And then somebody yells, Q8 walked out. And then uh, everybody starts yelling. And um, he tries to cover her mouth as she's trading, which, oh, what a dick, huh? Um, and she and he says, goes, "I want to marry you," while and, covering her mouth. Yeah, and she says uh, she gives them the bird, but it's not the bird; it's the ring finger that's got a big chunky engagement ring on it already. So he runs Uh-oh. out. He runs out and is like, um, "Oh, she's engaged." And Artie Lang is like, "She's engaged," you know, Artie Lang. His voice. Well, he goes. He goes. Is she engaged or married? Because if she's just engaged, we could get in there. Yeah, that hey. is what he said, right? Yeah, that's something. That's it was something like that. Mm, mm. Just a detail we left out about this, this whole, this whole hundred million dollars thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And him having to get married by his by his thirtieth birthday at six oh five for some reason. Yeah, because that's the day he eats the time he came into this world. You just read it off the monologue. He's twenty nine years old. He turns thirty in two days. Oh yeah. Yeah, but he came that's into right. this world at six oh five p.m. Oh my god. Yeah, 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 no, but I'm saying he's got two days to go and propose to this woman. It's going to be can even say, less. Can you say, oh, my God, again, like that? <laughs> can I? I don't know. I hope oh, so. my God. <laughs> what a contemplative, what a contemplative uh, response. So who's who's the next, uh, who's the next unlucky lady to be it's, caught in each uh, site? It's Zoe, the dress Salesperson, mm, mm. and she loves the guy. She does. She's a, she's freaking head over heels for the guy. And she, uh, her whole thing is she's the clingy one. She's the clingy mm-hmm. one. She's like nobody else, right? Nobody else, right? Nobody else, right? Well, somebody who looks like Anne from the back walks by, and he runs out, tries to find her. Uh oh, it's not her. And um, and by the time he gets back to the shop, uh. They had dressed uh, one of the mannequins like the outfit that he was wearing, tied a noose around his neck, and then Yeesh. set it on fire, which they... <laughs> is a little bit she overkill. Him in and an also, effigy. how quickly can you find like arson and noose supplies in a retail store? Well, oh, Sparky, they got it all in you... the back. Yeah, they got it all in the back. I usually, well, I know people who carry lighters quite pretty much everywhere yeah but it was like soaked in gasoline i don't know man polyester burns pretty quickly i thought polyester's whole thing was that it doesn't burn mannequins made out of plastic and stuff probably burn really fast sure um so uh and then after zoe it was one of the exes was played by john malkovich um, and he sort of he came no, in and he was like, I see, I see. He was like, gotten he was confused. Like, oh, he was like, oh, hello. He was like, oh, he was like, oh, hello. Um, I have to go now. Is that what he sounds like? I, think I already he, lost. I, right. sound I think more he like was like, Buffalo I think he was Bill like, from, um, uh, you come, you come lands. into my store, and you ask if I want to marry you, um. I don't think that I can be accustomed to that. See, I always slip into a. I always slip into a, a Christopher Walken for some reason. You know, Sparky, but I, it just sounds like you, though. 
man. Yours, huh? Sparky's sounds more like John Malkovich than mine does. I'll give him that for sure. Should I give he's you a like, go? Um, he's like um, the rain in Spain. I'm telling you, it's more than <laughs> we can drain. Okay, so what? Are there more exes before the big one? Um, yeah, there's one. Uh, there's a cop, and she's like right. Jennifer you know, committing Esposito. police. Yeah, yeah, and she's committing. Oh, baby. She's you know uh uh beating the shit out of somebody who has handcuffs on. Um, classic. Classic. Uh, and then there's uh there's the one that's in the opera, um, played by Mariah Carey. Remember that one? Oh, oh that right. one threw me off guard. I totally forgot yeah, about her. I did yeah. too. Um, and then finally, finally, they get to Buckley, and they're sitting oh, in there. Buckley. They're sitting. Uh, Artie Lang is like, "Not Buckley," and he's like, "Not Buckley," and, uh, and they both don't want uh, want to um, talk to Buckley. For, did they ever explain why? Like, did they say? Was it like that she was dull and boring? Is that what it would have been? Who was this? Was this she Sarah Silverman? She seemed like a total bitch. Oh, no. no, there was Sarah Silverman. I forgot about Sarah Silverman. No, Sarah Silverman was before that one. Um, and the whole bit with her was like, oh, she's in Berkeley and is a feminist and thinks this whole thing is repulsive. And then he's just like a total jackass, and that's the whole thing. Really missed the boat on that one. Did not go Miss, great. Missed, missed a great dime piece. Hmm. And a beautiful mind. Who, Sarah Silverman? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. I thought you were <laughs> saying that Sarah. The... Hello, are you out there? I think Sarah? I thought you were if saying you're... that. Uh... Excuse me. Excuse me. Okay. Yeah. I'm no. trying to talk to her. Seduce, seduce Sarah Silverman on our podcast. Do it. Oh, seduce her now. <laughs> well, if court you her. Ask, Begin if your courtship. You, if you say so, let me just put on my fierce face. <laughs> you're what? Hello. Oh, are you Sarah Silverman? I couldn't even tell because <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know because it doesn't even really matter to me. Sorry, I'm so tired. Oh, man, it's so it's so hard to be me, always busy doing things in the world in the world of entertainment. Yeah, I just opened up a comedy club. Oh, what was that? Oh. <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess you could maybe come in and audition, you know, oh my for God. the club. I'm stopping this. This is terrible. Sarah, <laughs> this is I love really you. Bad. Please don't go. I love you. I love you. Please don't leave me. Uh, so they get to Buckley, and um, uh, she's played by Brooke Shields, um, and uh, she's like, yes, I'll do it. And she's very businesslike about it. And, um, and they're all surprised because, oh, why would Buckley do it? Um, she needs a cash infusion, and uh, and so they get the priest and they get everybody together, and um, they have a shot of her changing into like a white dress, but it's very gratuitous and like unnecessary. Um, Wait, yeah, I have a lot to say about their meeting actually. Okay, because he shows up in a tuxedo. They they have to be at an event because she is in an aquarium smoking a cigarette. Right. Why are they at an aquarium? Why is she smoking inside? Why is she already dressed up? And why does she just have a wedding dress available? Oh, it's a bad movie. Because she is on the prowl. She's going to all the parties. She's meeting all the fish. 
and she's buying all the dresses so she's ready for any occasion at any time. How about that? She's a she's a modern woman. Ah, I yeah. see. Okay, yeah, sure. She's um, actually a girl boss. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> if right. I do say so. Yeah, girl boss. Well, she she is ready to go. She They're standing next to each other in front of the priest, and she keeps saying, $100 million, $100 million, $100 million. And they get into a big thing about uh, uh, how Holbrook hadn't told her all of the stipulations, and uh, and she finds out that um, she has to uh, uh, stay in the same house with him. And she's like, because she starts by saying, "Well, I'll keep you keep your place in the city, and I'll keep my mansion and whatever." Uh, and uh, she finds out that she has to sleep into the same thing, and she's like, "Well, is it the same bed, or can we be at different wings of a very large mansion?" Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, the stipulations keep riding on, and after each one, she goes and she smokes an entire cigarette and ponders it. Um, but the the straw that broke the camel's back. Oh, what was that? Was um, those babies? Is gotta have a baby, and she is off. She drives away, Mm-mm. and um, and now it's hopeless because she's the last one, right? Well, I wouldn't say hopeless, Sparky, because there's a little something called the classifieds, mm, mm. aka the newspaper. Back when that was a thing, am I right? Am I right? Yeah. Shouts out to Meryl Streep and that one guy. O J, something. <laughs> okay, what are you? Excuse me. <laughs> what are you talking? Hey, let's get a quick shout out to Jack the Ripper. <laughs> get a no, quick no, shout no. out to O J Simpson and Meryl Streep for saving the paper. No, not O J Simpson. O J something is what I said. S O M E T H I N apostrophe. What other O J is there? Yeah, I don't know a single no, other O J. It's like. No, so in 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 music of the heart, they put her on a Craigslist ad on the newspapers, and then oh, some guy God. with the name J. Ol Sanders. Oh yes, old, okay, yeah, old, old J. Sanders. Yeah, something. Um, I don't remember the character's name. Um, yeah, okay. Was he called The Juice? That <laughs> would have been a much better movie if O.J. showed up. <laughs> like he, do, he 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 pulls an order 66 like Anakin. Flop 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 flop. Oh, you know yeah, I know what you're not talking about. Wings. Yikes. <laughs> um so uh uh so they they yeah, they're scrambling. Um Artie Lang takes out a classified ad in the paper. Um, Hal Holbrook uh, says that her his granddaughter will do it, and then there's this whole thing about how she's 15, and that's the joke, and it cuts later once the people from the classified show up um, that uh, there's just a 15-year-old girl who's standing in a wedding dress, uh, and he's like, I got good news, sweetie. You're off the hook. And she walks away like she was sad Crying. to begin with, and then she was upset after. It was unclear. Um, but, uh, where did that ad end up? Did it end up in the classifieds? Oh no. No, it was a front page ad, dude. They took out the whole front page of the San Francisco times. I think it was, not again. I think it was that the paper ran it as a story. They didn't take it out as an ad. 
So they're at the church. They're at the church. Artie Lang had said, be at the church at four and I'll have a bride. But he has a couple more than one brides because these people, a lot of people show up. A lot of people show up. I would say thousands. Thousands show up to try to be the lucky lady. Uh, And there's this whole big interrogation scene um, where uh, they're all like, we need criteria. 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 And they're all chanting criteria, which, yeah. And yeah, Um, they're trying to find out what he's looking for in a lady, in a little lass. And it turns out that all he really wants is... Renee and Zellweger. Yeah. Oh, there's also that scene where he's with the priest, and the priest is like, I was married once. When she died, that's when I joined the cloth. Uh, right. So the movie was sort of saying, don't worry, you can still become a priest. <laughs> that was Even the message. <laughs> that was what I took away from that. Because that's what he wanted to be a bachelor for. He wanted to make sure that he could still become a priest. Well, yeah, he was remaining celibate, um, <laughs> you know, by choice. And, and that's um, a powerful thing. Yeah. And that's something to be proud of. Uh, uh, but, um, yeah. And uh, so he learned, and there's this whole thing where he's like, he goes and he gets spacey-eyed and he thinks of her, and the priest is like, um, welcome to the other side. And the priest is played by um, uh, the brother, the old, the, the old uncle in uh, Succession. You know that guy? Remember that guy? Not the... Uh, oh. You know that yeah. guy? Yeah. And he's like, uh, he like abandoned the family, abandoned the Roy family because he's like, they're all fucking bloodsuckers. And he was right about that. Yeah, you know, like they're all fucking vampires. You got to stay away from them. And then that uh, would be honestly a cooler show if the Roy family was literally full of vampires. <laughs> and like Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off is like sucking blood out of that oh, young yeah. playwright that he it's that so he supports. fucking wild that he's in that show. Like, I know it's the same actor, but every time I remember that he played Cameron, it's like, wow, you know? Yeah, it all comes back. I mean, it could still, it could still, you know, theoretically be the same guy. Cameron's parents were rich, right? Yeah, he was well off. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then uh, the, the dad, Roy, was like, fuck off. You know, that guy, that's my impression of that guy, Logan Roy. You guys want to hear that's my good. Logan Roy impression? Please do it again, yeah. Fuck off. Oh, a disappointment. No, I can't do anything besides the fuck off. It's just, fuck off. That's it. (laughs) I like that. Um, So they do this whole thing, and he, Artie Lang is like, oh, sorry. Um, This is actually canceled. It was all a lie. Mm -hmm. We don't have any money. But he's just trying to get those brides to leave. You know, he just wants out of there. Yeah. And Jimmy's like, okay, well, I guess this is my time to book it. He goes out of there. The ladies are like, hey, this guy's trying to run away. Yeah, and they chase him. A chase and suit. They chase him. Chase him all the way down the hills of San Fran. And that's sort of the whole, that's sort of like the, the marquee uh, shots was just like this flood of um, of white dresses. And uh, uh, nothing else happens. Um, Renee Zellweger uh, finds the crowds and uh, they do the... Um, He's up on a fire escape getting away from the mob and she's she's you know being shepherded through the crowd and they do the the wedding and it's the whole thing. Um and that's the end of the movie. And we don't uh learn if they lived happily ever after or see them rich with a kid, which I feel like would have made the uh made the ending a little better, but you know. Mm. I'm just some dick with a podcast, huh? 
<laughs> yeah, and I'm just some podcast with a dick. <laughs> and I'm Ryan. <laughs> Speaking of Ryan, you got a rap for us? Because I'd like to hear it. Whoa, I'll whoa, whoa. It. I think it's time for Miller Highlights, the champagne of bits, where we talk about our highlights from the movie first. Yeah. We did okay. talk about the movie for way longer than we probably needed to. So let's, uh, one each. Yeah. One each. Do you want to start, Ryan? Yeah, I liked the uh, the part where they're all running through the streets. Mm. You didn't have one. You didn't have you one didn't ready. You didn't have one. That was the, just I the last sure thing I mentioned. I didn't have one ready. You just wanted to defy me when I asked for a rap. <laughs> I I'll feel give we've you a spoken. Rap. I feel we've spoken on our highlights. Give me a rap. Okay, Tina, what was your highlight? Oh, we already went through the whole movie. My highlight was uh, my highlight was Ed Asner, um, Peter Ustinov, uh, Hal Holbrook, and Artie Lang. I thought they had the best uh, chemistry and comedic, uh, you know, timing. They were great. Could have used more. My yeah. highlight was my highlight was seeing Artie Lang and Sarah Silverman and something else together besides that Pete Holmes TV show. <laughs> All right. Wasn't Sarah Ready Silverman on Mad TV voice? too? What? Wasn't Sarah Silverman on Mad TV? Was Artie Lang? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Were she they, was I also mean, in the Dana Carvey show. Dana Harvey show. Fuck. Dana, Dana Carvey, yeah. Marvin. Yeah. Um, I want to hear a rap. Yeah, I do want to hear a I'll rap. I'll give though. you a rap. I'll give you a rap, boys. We're getting a twofer. We're getting two Ryan's bits this, this week, huh? Unless you don't I, want the other one. Be. What? All right. It's the circle of life. Marley Shelton, probably somebody's wife. Jimmy looking to the future, maybe his wife. Horses are running through a field. It's a life. Because it's sweet grasses. Eat it. Taste it. Whack it. Sweet grasses. Ah, fuck. I gotta do that again. <laughs> I like oh it so far. Oh, my God. That was supposed to be like the Carol Baskin raps. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know I what you're it. talking about, yeah. man. All right, I'm just going to keep going. Um, oh, shit, it's a bouquet toss. There's so much to gain, but it seems like a loss. I forgot this guy's name, so I'm going to call him Ross. Look into the future, and his eyes are crossed. His name's actually Jimmy. Sitting with an old man, he's got a megaphone, he's got a whole plan, got a ring for a grandson, got it from a dead grandma. Looking for, at the diamonds, eating steak with his grandpa. Botched the proposal given to the lady. Everything was perfect except for, the, except for milady. Mm. Everybody mm. knows about it headed back to Zadie that's Yiddish for grandpa I think and now I'm and I'm now old and one day you too will be old and now here's how I would respond if I just found out if I got 100 million dollars oh that was for me (laughs) what Can I, can we, I, that was beautiful, but can we do like one more take of that where like I give, or one of us gives like the sort of formal, uh, gentle intro to that impression? What impression? Okay, ready? And now, what Ryan would be like if he got a hundred million dollars. What? <laughs> I've it? never heard you make a noise even similar to that in my entire life. Is that it? Is that is that the rap? Oh yeah, that was it. I loved it. Beautiful. Um, 
Uh, very good. I really peaked the fuck out of my microphone on mm. that one, by the way. Um, can we do Ryan's round table? Well, let's do Ryan's round table, yeah. <laughs> Two Ryan bits for the price of one. That's what I like to see and what I like to fun. <laughs> That's the theme song for Ryan's round table. All right. Hear ye, hear ye. I have gathered you here today to propose a request. A proposal. A proposal, proposal, if you will. <laughs> you have approximately two minutes and 70 seconds. Oh, my God. To give me your best proposal. Once you have decided who goes first, we shall begin. Our two <laughs> challengers are Lord Spartacus and Master Shoujuro. That's wow. Constantine's middle name. Yeah, why don't you give him my social next? <laughs> yeah, that's going to be Already, already correct. How do you know that? How do you know all of those? <laughs> Our two challengers are Lord Spartacus Thank and you. Master Shoujuro. <laughs> all right. Go ahead, Gino. Should I go first? Yeah, yeah, okay, I'll go first. Yeah, give me 27, give me 27 seconds. 27 seconds? That's like yes. a tenth of the time. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, it, dude, we're doing a podcast, it's also not a whole tenth. ebook. Okay, 27 sec- seconds on the clock. Ready, steady, go. Oh, baby, I love you so much, and I just wish that you'd marry me. Because I got so much money that I can take care of you. Yeah, you don't need to even worry about all the bad things I'll do. Baby, I love you. Yeah, I love you. Oh, baby, I love you. Oh. Stop. Okay. And that's time, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Very good. Very good. <laughs> I hate this voice. Why did I do this? <laughs> it is your turn, Lord Spartacus. I'm ready. 27 seconds on the clock. Could you count me down? In a three. Could you count me down? Two. In a one. Begin. <clears throat> Sorry, voice cracked. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, <laughs> I'm really gonna, I'm really gonna propose today. But then there is a bear, and and a bear, and a bear said, "Give, give, give me the engagement ring, or I'll kill you." And so, and so, and so I gave the time. bear the ring. That's time. Holy shit! That's that's time. That was so fast. <laughs> you asked for twenty-seven seconds. I gave you twenty-seven seconds. Holy shit! She spent okay. Fifteen seconds crying at the top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is a bold strategy for seven or like a twenty-seven second proposal, but. Well, what was I supposed to do? A bear robbed me. I don't know. Yeah, he was scared. <laughs> I don't know what you were expecting from me performance-wise when I was robbed by a fucking bear. All I want you to do is grade on a curve, okay? Because he didn't, one, Tino can sing, and two, he didn't get robbed by a bear. And all I'd like you to do, Ryan, is grade with your words. <laughs> I'm not here to control you, buddy. Just give... The score that you know was right. Well, in the spirit of one go of... Go in the voice, go in the voice, voice go in the voice. Come on the voice. In the spirit of my... One of my favorite movies of all time, Starsky and Hutch, starring <laughs> Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson. What? I'm going to have to what? give it to my man, Dancing Rick. 
And since Tino wasn't dancing, he was singing. I'm going to give it to Sparky because he oh. seemed like a dancing. For context. That's the worst explanation I've ever heard in my entire life. Dancing Rick beats a coked up Ben Stiller on the dance floor in the 70s. And they okay, were having a dance Sparky. concert being hosted by Patton Oswalt. Sparky was not dancing. He was running from a bear. He's, his feet were moving. Your I didn't say moving. that I, I got. I, sings. I said I got robbed. I didn't say I ran from the bear. Oh, oh so what? You were dancing from the bear? Uh, you d- never run from a bear because bears can go forty miles an hour uphill. But they can't dance. Is that, forty is that miles true? an hour. That is true. Yeah. Dude, why did we ever make cars when we had bears the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that brings us to uh, that brings us to our 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 last word on the on the movie The Bachelor, um, in a segment we like to call Milk or Merlot. Did uh, did this movie age like a milk and curdle up, or uh, has it aged like a fine wine? Tino, you want to start? Sure, will. And I'll tell you this: I give this movie my last rose. Ooh, nice. Ooh, yeah. Your last rosé, you could say. Caitlin, this has been an amazing two weeks getting to know you in this villa. <laughs> and amazing. I just want nothing more than to give you the last rose that I have in this pile. You're welcome. Oops. I've never seen The Bachelor. <laughs> uh, you got it spot on. Um, they, they don't just stay in the villa, though. They go to exotic places. Like last season, they went to like Chile and Cleveland. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, no, yeah, I think this was a milker. I didn't like this. I'll be honest. There yeah. were some parts that were funny and enjoyable. Yeah, I thought it was milk. I thought it, like, mostly sucked. <laughs> I'm also a milk guy, you know? <laughs> yeah, wait, are you guys a milk guy or a Merlot guy? And I'm don't say guy. both. Well, <laughs> All I'll say is uh, I can't steam a Merlot and put it in my coffee in the morning. <laughs> hey, hey. But that would be crazy if this whole time the rating system was actually flipped and we just love milk. We, like, cannot get enough well, whole milk it's straight not, into our gullet. It's, ab- it's, about, it's about how it's aged, though. You can like sure, milk, yeah. but you no, don't yeah, want for aged sure. milk. I guess I thought we said yes and on this podcast. Oh, sure, 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 sure. It's oh, also that we don't see dumb shit on this podcast. A little taste of your own podcast. medicine, Mr. Yes and Boy. I thought, I thought um, you know, we had, a, we had a pretty good corollary where you don't have to yes and dumb garbage Tino says. <gasps> Sorry, wait. I'm, can I take that gasp again? Yeah, take it again. Okay. <gasps> <laughs> that was much better. How dare you? That was much better. Um, Thank you. Well... I'm done talking about the bad movie, but we do have to get one key piece of information um, about it. And let's remember, let's remember we're running long. I hate to, I hate to be that guy, but we're running long. So I would just really appreciate it if we could just get, uh, get the legs and get out of here. huh? I'm actually looking at my uh, rose gold Apple watch and it's telling me that it's uh, time to run. And that means I need a couple of legs, don't I? Yeah, you're not running. <laughs> I want to run. Man. Yeah, well, I'm gonna after I get these legs. I'm gonna run right out of town. So give me the legs. And this is the last time I'm gonna ask you before I get really pissed off. Sorry, I had to pull it up. I totally forgot. Um, oh wow. Okay. Opening okay. weekend. 
Okay. 34.4% of the total gross. Oh, my God. $7.4 okay, million. Dollars. Okay, you know that's not what I asked for. Hey. This movie went international, which is weird. Um, oh, my God. Oh, it made budget at uh, earning cr- okay, $38,922,000. Cool. Hey, cool, cool, cool. Shut up. Yeah, legs. I don't care at all. And? Oh, my God. The legs. Oh, God, finally. Coming in oh. with a <gasps> quite below average 2.91 uh, legs. Yikey, me no likey. Not good. Yeah, I'm thinking me not likey. <laughs> oh, I'm not man. into that. Um, well, that's going to do it for The Bachelor. Uh, Wait, they... what about the leggiest weekend? Oh, do you have the leggiest uh, weekend up? No, nah, that's not available on this Damn, one. Damn, that sucks. Wow, so that was just right? for Doug? That was just for I, Doug. I guess. I'll, I'll keep a lookout for it, and it'll be an extra treat, you know, when we get the leggiest weekend. But uh, okay. only Doug so far had the leggiest. Um, so he's he's number one. He is number one at the moment. Good for Doug. Um, you know he never got a second movie? They said Doug's first movie and then didn't give him another movie. Sort of they shot for the moon and hit the stars. Yeah. Kind of a dick move, huh? Um, well, that's yeah. going to do it for uh, The Bachelor. Um, thank you so much for listening to our, our ramblings. Um, if you want more of them, subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating. Uh, and, uh, and tune in next week. Same time, same place. Um, uh, where our movie will be... Uh, at first sight um okay at first sight uh and uh on the um uh the log line is a blind man has an operation to regain his sight at the urging of his girlfriend and must deal with the changes to his life so a pretty fucking literal title huh <laughs> yeah i guess oh my god pretty <laughs> Pretty goddamn, pretty goddamn on the nose, huh? Yeah. <laughs> pretty much, uh, pretty much a fucking bad movie title, huh? Okay, cool it. You haven't even seen the film. I haven't, but I'm still fucking pissed. You know, <laughs> it would be like if uh, it would be like if um, this movie, The Bachelor, was called. Oh, this guy's got to get married by six oh five on fucking June thirteenth. <laughs> Eat me, shit. Imagine um, if that was the logline, The Bachelor. <laughs> oh, fuck. This dude's got to get married by 6.05 p.m. Can you guys believe that? That's crazy. Hey, All also, right. have you guys seen The Wire? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. Um, well, that's going to do it this week. Thank you so much for listening. Um, my name is your Tom's host, Sparky Shelton. And I'm your Tylenol host. Oh, oh, my headache. Oh, my head. Tino. Tino. And as always, I'm Ryan. Good night. Darling.